and we are live. Welcome to episode 13, which is also kind of our Halloween episode. So there's something going on there. I don't know if it's Satan sending us a message or a gas or a ghoul, but during its two-days episode, we are kind of missing a couple of characters. I know y'all got to meet Liam last episode, and because Big T is getting married, but this week, neither of them could be here. Liam got the flu, and Tyler's getting married, but because of that, we have brought in one of the biggest characters in our community, being the pasta man himself, Fettuccini. Yo, yo, thank you for having me. How you doing? Good to have you, man. So, how have you been? I feel like I saw you a couple weeks back. Yeah, I've been good. We So, we just closed out uh, CNFTCon, then Rare Bloom. So, I feel like I've been running around the country, going from event to event, meeting so many incredible Cardano community members, um, all these people that we've been talking to online for the past year and a half, two years, and finally getting to put faces to the names and, and understanding that there are people behind the screens is really, really awesome. My Mike's experience with CNFTCon was so mind-blowing Be, because you meet these people on Twitter, you talk to them in all these Twitter spaces, but then you meet them IRL and that they are completely different than what you imagined them to be. Right, it is so funny seeing which which ones kind of like align with how you how you image like pictured them in yeah. your head, and then some are like completely different. Yeah, uh, it's it's almost it's funny. It's people will be walk up to you and be like, "Hey, I'm Kevin." I'm like, "Hey, hey, Kevin, nice to meet you." And then they would be like, "But my my Twitter name is is X Y Z," and I'd be like, "Oh, it's you." Yeah, <laughs> I know everyone. Was there was there anybody that came up and was like, "Hey, I know you," and then they n- never t- told you who they were? Every everyone, <laughs> literally fucking everyone. That's that's why when when I met Viva, when I met Fart, when I met you, when I met Cash, when I met anybody that was actually doxed, I kind of like leached myself to them because. <laughs> Because I'm like nobody else's docs themselves at all. So, right. but but going to CNFTCon, what was your favorite part part of that? So I mean, my my favorite part obviously was was meeting everybody. Um, unfortunately for my my booth, all of the stuff that we shipped to to get there, like all of our merchandise, all of our carpets and stuff, that never showed up. Uh, so. So that was that was a little bit unfortunate, but it was still yeah. great meeting everyone. But the the after party that we threw, I mean, it was uh, Angel Baby Hit Squad, Go yeah. Tribe, Nation, and Digital Life. That was that was by far the the most fun part of the week. That that day, I smoked like way too much weed. I took way too many edibles, so I so so, so I yeah. ended up going back at like ten to thirty, like passing out. <laughs> but but next but. But also at the same time, that was like business for me also. Like talking to people, meeting people, getting high. Maybe that part wasn't the business, but you got to do what everybody else is doing. Right, so, exactly. So, so, so then, then post that, you went to a Rare Bloom. 
how was that man rare bloom was great i i think it was a, a it was definitely a different community uh there uh, so i think cnft con was more like the degenerates uh, the fun the partiers um and all the nft projects whereas rare bloom was more so um i, I want to say like the builders um so yeah. the like DeFi and and uh, coders and developers and stuff like that and and that would I think was a lot better for networking and and extending uh, your business and uh, just building whatever whatever you're you're intending to build and, and creating relationships there. CNFTCon was much more of like let's have fun together. Oh, we had, we had this entire that. shit show. Yeah, the the shit show of, of the past year and a half. We need to celebrate. So that so that I I really did appreciate it being back to back, where you kind of had that that dichotomy of fun and then and then all right now let's get back to work and and mm. really push this forward. Which of these which of the conventions did you like more though? Um, I don't. I can't say I, that I liked one one or or the other better. I think uh, <laughs> I had I definitely had a lot uh, more fun. At, at Vegas and CNFTCon, um, but then the the relationships and the things that that I I worked on at Rare Bloom is definitely yeah. irreplaceable. So yeah. um, I'm I'm looking forward. I think the fruits of of Rare Bloom will be will be bigger, um, but I definitely enjoyed uh, CNFTCon. Me too, man. Me too. Next year, both Big T and I we are kind of planning to do a more with like going live and then like posting videos and then like kind of interacting more so with the community during it but be because it was the first one ever i'm like let's just go out and meet people build relationships get fucking high get (laughs) do it fall asleep at 10 p.m see it not not just that but that was the same day that i did a shooey with like the peppermint boys or the the Ada army boys and then i also took like five edibles and i'm like yeah it's <laughs> time to go home. but let's talk about your big nft project which is angel baby hit squad uh, yeah yeah so, so so before we kind of talk about it, I really like builders like you that that are kind of building two communities at the same time. That's that that's kind of what I'm doing with like making it making it more enjoyable to learn about NFTs to to uh, learn about these people because in reality we might be on our computers 13 hours out of the day but there's there's the 11 more hours where we are completely different but with that you you are the founder of angel baby it's squad yes uh, so angel baby hit squad um like you said it, it's tapping into two different communities so when we came up with the project about 16 17 months ago um and it took about six months to create everything for it the, the websites the artwork the the cross-chain element where uh we can recognize which ethereum wallet is associated with which cardano wallet and we we made it because we recognized how um 
how little attention at the time Cardano NFTs were getting. And we wanted to expose Ethereum, which is this vibrant ecosystem thriving. Uh, I mean, collections were going for 5, 10, 20 ETH uh, and blowing up while Space Buds was at like 300 ADA floor, yep. 250 ADA floor. And I was like, how do we get tap into this Ethereum network and bring them over to what like our amazing community, like the amazing builders and artists and developers on Cardano. So I came up with the Ethereum NFT with Cardano utility. So when you have the Ethereum NFT, then you get airdropped a bunch of different NFTs yep. completely for free into your Cardano wallet. And hopefully the what, what kind of made me fall in love with Cardano um, would make them fall in love. They would get all these incredible artists and pieces and then interact with all these different communities. Yep. And you've kind of like seen that blow up in the, the, the past like six months where there's like so many people like, let's bring this project over here, do this, because you kind of like set up that groundwork to do that. Right. It's really nice. And through the project, we've helped create about 200 or 300 uh, Cardano wallets for the first time, and, and it's awesome to see that every day. That is huge, those, man. Yeah, those people interacting, and like uh, buying a, a, a Universe Twenty Five or a Clay Nation, and they tweet about it. And I, nope. and I'm looking, I'm looking behind you, so I'm <laughs> or a nope. goat tribe. They they nope. buy these NFTs and they tweet about it. So I, it's so awesome seeing like the people that we directly onboarded into our community loving yeah. it and, and sticking around, and then seeing that growth over time. Uh, with with the seals coming in and, and everyone seals. Paying, yeah everyone paying attention I, I love it I think I think it's incredible and it's it was extremely needed uh, our our space Same. was kind of feeling tired um, people were getting angry at each other and it it really brought new life back to Cardano NFTs and it's, 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 it's exciting seeing all the all the things that I've been fighting for the past twelve months come to fruition and and yep. really like now now we're the talk of the town. Yep, like I love seeing people with like 50,000 followers come in, talk shit on Cardano, talk shit on Soul. Be, be, because like with Wab, I love Wab, I love what he's doing because he's actually bringing, bringing controversy, but he's back, back it up and like buying shit telling people i do love cardano but but then he's bringing that like comedic side of things so you you can either teach people you can kind of like like pick them up build them up or you can just be fucking hilarious so the effect he's kind of doing all of that with fifty thousand people that he built over on a Ethereum that have made a lot more money than any of us have doing this. It feels so good. And I don't get why so many people are like, fuck Wab. Right. Fuck right. Wab. And, and, he, and he's providing constructive criticism as, yeah. as, an, as an outsider coming into the space and saying what we could do better as a community. And that's incredibly valuable. And I think that for anybody to oversee that and be like, his opinion doesn't matter where the Cardano crew, I think they're they're short-sighted and they don't see that that is what we need to, to grow yeah. our ecosystem and, and push us uh, further. So I, I, I really appreciate it too. And I think uh, people coming into Cardano NFTs, like they might do it as a joke initially, um, but the more you like, the more you tell a joke, the less funny it gets. And eventually people are going to start thinking it's yeah. serious. So uh, the more people who are talking about Cardano NFTs, the, the more beneficial it's going to become. And eventually everyone's just going to be doing it. Yep, it's only a matter of time. Next bull 
market like everything you are building everything i'm building everything everybody's building in and we are kind of in a bull market with like cardano nfts but when it comes to crypto in general holy shit this (laughs) this is terrible but when 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 both when both that bull cnft market and also a bull crypto market hit everything that we've been building these past 10 months will blow up and it'll be so much worth it but let's go go and talk about angel baby hits squad so what was the influence on making babies with guns? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Angel Baby Hit Squad. So I knew I wanted to do the Ethereum NFT uh, with the Cardano utility, um, but I didn't know what I wanted the uh, the subject of the artwork to be. And uh, my girlfriend has a, a clothing company called 99 Angels NYC. Um, so I was like, all right, I'm going to do angels. But... I wanted them to have a, a dark side. I wanted them to be like to have guns and and rocket launchers and knives and and make it interesting tattoos. Um, and I and I really loved that that idea of like um, a Renaissance angel. Like the when you're if you're walking through the streets of Italy and you see a statue of an angel, it would be like a a cherub, a, a, a baby. Yep. Um, but then I wanted it to have that that dark side. That but I wanted it to be like that purveying image, something that. An angel has been around forever since the beginning of time. Uh, in, in all lore, any any biblical text, there's always angels, and uh, if they've been around for thousands of years, they'll be around for another thousands of years or forever uh, since the beginning of time. So uh, it gets past that that image of like uh, an ape, which is hot for this month, um, but it might not be hot next month, or uh, a, a, a whatever, what other whatever other animal there is. Ducks. So, yeah, ducks. Are, ducks, are, ducks. Ducks are a big thing. What's your view on these ducks, these apes, all of uh, these NFTs that are pumping? Because they, 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 they copied a very popular trend. What's your view on that? Yeah, I, I think I think everything has its has its time. Um, I I care much more about who's behind a project than what the artwork looks like yep. um, and and i like to be proud of what i create i mean um i i know that if i were just if i were to come out with a collection i would want it to be something that i could show my friends and my family and be like this is mine like this is what i created and i'd yeah. be very proud about it if i just took a uh, took a pick a collection from another blockchain and put it on the cardano blockchain i wouldn't be proud about that and i wouldn't be like talking about it every day and yep. showing people and 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 branding it and stuff like that so I, I think that i mean to each their own it's fun it's a fun pump uh, yeah but but, a, uh, but for, a, for myself when i'm looking for a long-term position it's it's those are the ones i kind of stay away from yep come completely get that so you just like seeing the bad part of babies and <laughs> So it's kind of like funny we have you on this episode because I just was on TikTok for two hours, like looking at people that that go in analyze these like thousand year old pieces of art, and so many of them were babies. So I'm like, he's gonna say that, and I know it. 
But but you are also bringing that like a modern part of it too with guns. Right. It it taps it taps into that that uh, that old that image that classic image of an angel that you're always going to see, uh, yeah. but it gives it that new age feel to it. Um, and then so that I mean it it kind of ties into like the way that we're branding the project. So we have angels for the for the good side, and then we have demons coming for the bad side. So whatever. Hey. Uh, whatever companies that we end up wanting to to build with or partner with or grow with they can choose which ways kind of align with what their uh their values are so if it's a tattoo company then we're more likely partner with them for demons if it's a yeah it's a clothing company then we'll partner for angels like it the it extends our our brand ability to to anything and touch anything so i'm I'm really excited about that dude so am i like i've been meaning to buy one but but every time i go on jpeg i end up buying like 300 dollars worth of something and i'm like shit man but going off of that partnership part of it what is the hardest part about bridging that gap be is between ethereum and cardano yeah so i mean initially we had to build the, the bridge like the get the partnership with lovelace world which was um, that was like I had a, a call with um, with that team about a different thing another time, and they were like, "Oh, we built this thing, but we don't really know what to use it for." So I'm like, yeah. uh, "That was when the light bulb went off." And I'm like, "I need to use that for my project." Um, so that went, that was when like the the formulation of Angel Baby Hit Squad started. Um, but then then I feel like everything kind of fell into place. It was really just because I had built my my social stance in the community beforehand. Um, I became I was like already a, a a member of the community and people recognize influencer. I was already an influencer at this time. Oh no, no, he said it. He said it. Um, so then I was just talking to all these different projects, Clay Nation, Aeonium Sky, Space Buds with spaces, Happy Hoppers. And, and really the, the approach, I mean, I pay each of the, the, uh, air dropping artists beforehand. Um, and then they get like half of the royalties and I pay the distribution cost of each. So I was really just talking to them and being like, Hey, um, I have this project. It's, it's an Ethereum project with a Cardano utility, and we want to airdrop these NFTs to these Ethereum collectors so that they understand what we've got going on on our blockchain. And they, and most of them are super receptive to it. They wanted to be a part of the first Ethereum NFT with Cardano hey. utility. So that hey. was that was cool. But but the the hardest part of that is the, hard, the hardest part is is definitely the the managing of. I mean, we have 17, 18 different airdropping partners. We have four different in real life partners. We have two different business partners. We have, I have 17 yeah. people on, on the angel team and the demon team. So it's all oh, these, shit, it's all these cogs in, in the machine that are turning and making sure it's all smooth um, and, and continuing building and, and going uh, forward. That, that's probably the most difficult part, just coordinating it all. But uh, I mean, it's, it's the most the most fun industry that yeah. I thought you could be in. It's the most exciting, the most thrilling. Everything, every day is a new challenge and a new uh, yep. puzzle to solve. So I, I really appreciate it. Then uh, when Cardano goes down 70 of her send, it's like, what the fuck do I do? <laughs> what am I doing? Like, like back when things were, were going super well in the community, then when we got that bear market and it went down from like two dollars to to like seventy five cents, like so many 
projects just went complete silent. Went. Right. I, Which, I, think really, I think it really shaked out like the, I mean, it, it's, it's sad to see that, that people kind of view NFT projects as a way to make money instead of, yeah. uh, instead of building businesses. And, and when you see the, the money start to dry up in the ecosystem, it really shakes out and it shows people who the true uh, people who care about the space are and, and the true business leaders are, and, and who isn't. Um, and I think that a lot of people were really just opportunistic and, and seeing a bull market, oh, I can make $100,000 this, this, if I put in a few months of work. Um, and, and the ones who are sticking through it and continue building and, and putting that effort in for their communities, like sure, the money is drying up, but when the bull market does come back around or if you if you establish alternate revenue streams and, and figure out ways to keep your project or your business alive and thriving regardless of nft sales or royalties um, that's who we see will will really uh will really take off when we come back around completely agree man so you sound very very excited about angel baby it's squad so this next question is what exactly are you the most excited about in these yeah, next coming yes. months? Uh, we have so much, so much coming. Um, so Angel Baby Hit Squad. Uh, so the, the, I mean, the entire idea is that Ethereum NFT with Cardano Utility and onboarding people that way. Um, and then we have Demon Hit Squad coming, which is uh, our, our native Cardano project. And it's basically attacking the same problem, but in a different way and making the project so cool. Uh, that people are gonna wanna create a Cardano wallet uh, to, to collect it. And they're gonna get airdrops by uh, Ethereum and Solana artists because, I mean, if you're an Aeonium Sky collector, um, you're gonna create a MetaMask wallet to collect his pieces on Ethereum. Uh, you're gonna create a, a Phantom wallet to, create, to collect his pieces on Solana because you're a fan of his artwork. So we're attacking that problem, but a different way. Um, so we have, for every angel that you mint, you get airdropped a whitelist token for Demon Hit Squad. It's completely free. Um, so the only way that you can mint Demon Hit Squad is by burning the whitelist token. If Ooh. you don't burn it, then you don't get it. So you need yeah. to, so it, it, there's a one-to-one -one distribution of whitelist tokens to angels. And over time, those whitelist tokens are gonna go to zero as people are minting their demons. Um, and we have an interesting like battle against the two we're calling the war. Uh, where 25% oh, of the royalties of angels are going to go into buy and burn the floor of demons. And 25% hey. of the royalties of demons are going to go to buying and burning the floor of angels. So it makes the, it like increases liquidity on both collections. Um, it makes both collections deflationary. It's, it's fun for engagement and on, uh, yep. on socials. Um, we have our utility token coming through, uh, through passive staking on our angels. Uh, utility token from passive staking from our demons, then our airdrops, then our stake pool. Uh, we have a, a, a mechanism that we're, we're creating where if you buy the floor angel or the floor demon, you get a distribution of the utility token. And we're using that utility token initially to, to fund our uh, art upgrade for the angel baby hit squad. Um, so you, I hired- You, you sound so fucking busy, but like so excited about everything. It's, it's so sick, it's so on. sick. We, we, hired, we hired a world-class artist um, who's redoing the entire Angel Baby Hit Squad collection. We're calling them the Cherubim. Um, and you don't, it's not gonna cost any money to the collector. They're gonna earn the utility token and then they pay with the utility token to uh, to upgrade their art to the to the cherubim, and that's gonna be in a 
uh, metadata update, so it's not like burning your, your collection or anything like that, but when you do that, you earn more of the utility token through passive staking. So there's a lot of uh, fun, fun things that we're working on, and I'm excited to see it come out. You sound like you are the busiest guy ever. <laughs> well, like, yeah, no, that's just my the the NFT collection. So there's a lot more. So you also talked about making money in other avenues. So uh, what other avenues are you talking about? So I mean, if the question's about creating alternate revenue streams, for, yes, yes, for. I think that, that that's something that because I have an entrepreneurial background and, and I've, I've run businesses before and I've grown businesses from X and brought it to, to Y, um, I, I recognize the importance of creating alternate revenue streams. And I think that that rookie uh, business owners, the people who start um, NFT projects and don't expect it to be uh, as much of a time commitment as it is, they don't recognize that, sure, you're going to be making money during the bull run because you're gonna sell NFTs and you're gonna be getting royalties from it. But when the bull run stops, you need to create ways to create income and sustain your business uh, when there isn't that secondary action. So um, one thing that we implemented recently that I think is, is a really cool thing that I haven't seen on any other NFT project is um, we've extended the IP of Angel Baby Hit Squad. So, now, not only do you, like if you owned an angel, you would get the image of your angel and you could brand that how you want. But now, if if you come to me or I come to our team and we approve you as a uh, an approved creator, you could use the full Angel Baby Hit Squad IP. You could tap into our logo and our full name. And if you were a, a carpet maker, then you could become the Angel Baby Hit Squad carpet maker. If you oh, if you were a hat maker, you could make Angel Baby Hit Squad hats you could make uh, hot sauces or pasta sauces or whatever it is. And if you're doing all the work, you get 90, 95% of the profits, but you, because you're tapping into our community of 3000 collectors, we get a kickback. And nice. if we have a, if we have a hundred or a thousand different creators doing this, we have a thousand different uh, income sources coming in and building our, our brand. So not only is it, um, not only is it increasing their, their income and tapping into our community. But now we have a thousand different creators who are, who are increasing our global brand. Yeah. Damn. Damn. That's, That's <laughs> that is like kind of a, what I do with universe. Like I use it as my Twitch PFP, but, but I don't make any money doing that. So I don't know them shit. <laughs> that. Exactly, thank, but it, it's, a mutual, it's a mutually beneficial yeah. relationship with the creator. And I think that that, extending that, especially with the Cherubim upgrade, the art upgrade, so I, I think that makes it a lot more brandable. It's not going to be yep. babies anymore. Yep. It's going to be the, these these warriors, uh, so full. Uh, oh, shit. And then, and then having the demon hit squad, too, um, so that if you if you are in this like darker sector, um, if you're into like punk clothing, whatever, uh, then you could have the demons to tap into, or if you're on the, the yeah. nicer side, then you have the angels to tap into. So it, Damn, it's, man. it's cool building that out. Then, then you can kind of use both of them. Like, say you make this like super hot sauce, that then yeah. you you put the demon baby on it. But <laughs> but but then you make this very like sweet type of like salsa. You put the angel baby on right. it. There's right. there's so much you could do there. 
handed that that is the real Cardano utility. <laughs> That's the real utility. So uh, l l let's kind of like leave Angel Baby It's Squad. Recently, we've seen Cardano NFTs go to floors we've never seen before. Like over in Ape Society, isn't it? Isn't it at like six six thousand, seven thousand, something fucking insane? Yeah. And then we are also seeing other projects like Mallards, Dirtbirds, fucking so many other projects going to such high highs why do you think that currently is I, I think i think uh i mean i think people are starting to realize that one one ada isn't three dollars anymore <laughs> i think i think they're realizing all right maybe maybe it is closer to a 50 cent piece and uh maybe we should reprice our collectibles at at such yeah. uh, at whatever whatever that is um, and I, so I think that people got out of that mindset where, all right, every, every ADA is $2 and now, now they are seeing it uh, that they could request more for their NFTs or they could sell it for more if they, if they chose to and held out for more. And people are recognizing that these are truly collectibles and they're not going anywhere. Um, and they're valuing those for higher. And I always said it, that I think that when the Cardano community rallies behind one project, um, and brings it to a certain level, then people will recognize Cardano NFTs yeah. are viable. Um, before when our, the floor of our top collection was $1,000, people were like, what's the point of going to Cardano? Yeah. If, if the, top, the top I can make is $1,000 on a $100 mint price, it's not that exciting. But when one collection goes to, for a 1,000x, 100x, then people are like, wow, I could actually make money on Cardano. So that's, that's what I was waiting for, for, for the community to come together behind one project, bring it to these, these insane numbers, and then the rest would, would follow suit. So I'm, I, I love that it's actually happening. Even like yeah. I've been tweeting about it. I've been tweeting about it for eight months, nine months, and people yeah. are finally listening. Hey, like you said, you, you say something enough, it's bound to happen. So, right. yeah. So uh, what do you think is going to be the, the next like 2000 Cardano NFT project? Uh, De Demon Hits Clown. Oh, <laughs> shit. What a safe answer. What a safe, safe answer. With, with that, I very, very much agree to it. But, but it's also kind of the sentiment where like we've we've hit, we've kind of like bottomed out with the community where if you were here 12 months ago then and you you only joined because you were like damn i can make 900 dollars on a 100 mint then those those people are gone and now the the actual collectors are here now yeah. the new people that we met back at CNFT Connor Rare Bloom, and now those people are here. We are onboarding new people, whether they come from fucking Ethereum, from broken ass Solana. We are creating a new community where we lost like 75% of our old community right. that we did have last year so it's so, so kind of like how cardano bo bottomed out 
our our tiny Cardano NFT community also bottomed out. I, so. I agree with that. I think I would think in in this like in this bear market, we not only did we shake the creators that didn't deserve to be there, um, we also sh we shaked the collectors who were who were speculative and who just wanted the thousand X. They didn't truly believe in a, in collectibles or wanting to be a part of a community or wanting to build something special. They just wanted to flip, and I think that. The, the collective shaking of projects, of uh, rug pulls, the collective shaking of, of collectors left behind the true builders and left behind the true collectors. And that's what that's what happens when you have the the new wave of people come in. Now they're trying to, to pry these NFTs out yeah. of a lot, a lot stronger hands. So uh, that's why we're seeing seeing these these bigger numbers than we were yeah. before. So uh, do you have a favorite favorite nft um i mean aside from aside from one of my angels um, oh my god <laughs> did it did it did you guys know that he's got a nft project called angel baby it's squad i don't don't think any but buddies figured that that figured um, that out yet I'm I'm a big I'm a big fan of collectibles. I, I mean I came in I came into the space through NBA Top Shot. I, I've been a baseball card and a basketball card collector since I, I since I can remember. Um, and I and I always want something that regardless of the team or regardless of utility or regardless of anything, uh, there is that value. Um, and and I think that that for that collection that no matter what happens it's always going to have that historical value is space buds on on cardano so yeah. i think one of my space buds i would say is is just there um and i would if i had one nft that i could choose to have from cardano would be that one um obviously there's teams that i super support and i super love and i would and i love a bunch of different nfts but if i had to solidify it down to one it would be that on on uh, cardano mm, that's right do you have any nfts over on ethereum yeah i have uh i have some uh some things in the board ape ecosystem not not a board ape I have, I have mutant apes i have uh other side land i have the gutter cat set i have a bunch nice. of different things there nice. uh, one of my best plays was, was goblin town uh, oh my I god i hate those so much like may maybe because i'm not in the ethereum community at all but when when i see a ugly ass goblin i'm like fuck that this shit <laughs> why oh, why is this you're going for thousands of dollars and me and oh, all i, I made wow. a crazy play on that i i just recognize that like there was something special behind it not not obviously the art was like weird but the team was like something out, out of the blue and the, yeah. the fact that they were able to get so much attention out of out of a free mint um when i saw it i like sold a bunch of one token that i have and and bought like 18 ethereum worth of it and then i flipped that that for like 50 60 ethereum it was, it was so a good so this is the way you keep angel baby it's <laughs> i fund it fund it through now I, I i keep everything very very siloed um, yeah. I, I mean, I my project is a registered company. Um, I think that's another thing too, where where people kind of just throw together an NFT collection and don't realize that. I mean, you're you're actually creating a, a business. So I mean, I, I have a, a proper setup for everything. Good, good man. So <laughs> because it is kind of 
Halloween in a couple of days. Have you ever had any uh, scary CNFTA experiences? Yeah, um, my first introduction into Cardano NFTs. I didn't. I didn't know what Cardano was or how to collect NFTs because I was doing it through Topshot. It was all uh, self custodied by their platform. Um, so when I heard about Cardano uh, Space Buds dropping, I I bought. I went on Coinbase and I bought my first Cardano, and I uh, and I minted through the through their website with my Coinbase wallet. Uh, two of them, so I, so I lost those two buds. I can't, can't ever get those damn, back. Man, damn. But then I, then I created a Cardano wallet uh, correctly, and I used the remaining to to mint whatever I got, and and started my journey from there. So two two buds are lost in the Coinbase wallet because of me. Damn. This guy, those those could have been like super fancy, like super yeah, like one, dinos one or fish bowls. <laughs> Fucking sharks! One of them was a was a floor cat, but one was a six gadget panda with a rocket launcher. That Jesus Christ, good... man! Jesus. <laughs> uh, but it's okay. <laughs> my my most dangerous CNFT moment was what when I was doing a giveaway because I like I'm an influencer and all. <laughs> that, so I did a giveaway, and then I then I ended up sending that giveaway to somebody that was like some type of bot. So so I fell for the easiest trick in the game, the easiest trick in the game. I did that, too. Did that too before, where somebody makes a fake profile, but it looks the same as the yeah. person who won it. I did. I've sent that before. Yeah. Which sucks and all, but 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 then I then that that person put it up on the market for like seventy five ADA, so I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll buy it, and then I'll do it again, yeah, and then it's just a cycle of me being scammed over and over and over. But that that happened to me. Has it happened any other times? Like, be because you you kind of are a bigger name and there's kind of a target on you your back i bet to it to like get get some of that angel baby yeah. hit <laughs> I've, had people, I've had people make discord usernames and and pretend to be me and open up like chats with people trying to get them to send me money me money but it's actually them yeah, uh, yeah. That that I got a DM one time and it's like, am I am I actually talking with you? I'm supposed to be sending ten thousand ADA, and I'm like, no, don't <laughs> don't send any money. That's, yeah. That is that that's like something I also get is like, never send money to anybody ever on the line. Maybe yeah. if maybe if you talk to them. Maybe if it's a actual mint in an actual Discord, yeah, it's di- different. But don't, don't, don't send ten thousand data to I'll, fucking I'll never, anybody. I'll never ask somebody to send me money um, over over Discord unless like I'm your friend, like somebody's friend, um, and we're like talking over the phone. <laughs> yeah, it would never, it would never actually be me asking for for money. So it's something funny about this podcast is we've done about. 13 episodes and each time I always ask them for 10,000 data every time so 
No, no, I don't. Be, be, um, because nobody in this community has money. Damn it. Maybe if we were over on Ethereum and making billions of dollars with these monkeys or these cats or these fucking goblins, but nobody <laughs> makes him money over here. Maybe some people do in that now that some of these monkey projects are pumping, but yeah. No, nobody does. So that kind of gets us away from our Cardano NFT questions. Now let's talk about you as a person. That I'm ready. Okay. So have you ever experienced any para paranormal activity? No. Um, no. I do have I do have a twin brother, so sometimes that scares people. Uh, if one of us walks in a, in a room with them right after the other one, somebody already thought we walked in. Um, but yeah, you know. <laughs> kind of, uh, kind of with that, there's a thing when you are a twin where you feel the emotions of that person. Does, I, does that ever get you? Or so I've, had, I've had like, I've been think I've thought of songs before. Like I'm thinking of it and like humming it in my head and he started singing it. Um, where I, there was like, he was on a phone call one time and my, and I was sitting with my mom and I was like, he's gonna, he's gonna say this word, watch. And it was like a really weird word that it wouldn't make sense to come up in a phone call. And then he, as he's hanging up, he starts to say the word and he hangs up and, I, and my mom's like shocked that I, that I knew it. Uh, so weird things like that, but, yeah. but we don't, not very, not, we don't feel each other's pain and, and stuff like that. That's that's kind of paranormal, but, but but it's like paranormal in the same way where where you guys haven't known each other this long, so you guys don't know what they're going to say, right? Kinda, but right. you. This, this was like this was like a weird one. I forget what the word was. It was like it was a word that didn't deserve to be said over the phone. It like it was so out of context. And I'm like, watch, yeah. I, I had a feeling that he was going to say it. And, See? and I told my mom, yeah. What do you say? That's paranormal activity or is that just like, I think that's just like in intuition, something like, like the, yeah. the ability for minds to connect, even though we don't really realize it. That, that, that could kind of go a one in one with paranormal right. activity of where you might see something like I don't remember what it's called where where your brain like thinks of something and then you will wake up and you're dreaming and then you like see a goblin come out and say buy me for 50 like but but with that Back when I worked for the U.S. government, because I did for, for a tiny bit, somebody on my, my team, first off, he was a bit of a crazy guy. Like, he grew up in a government family where they paid for fucking everything, very, like, a spoiled, kind of an asshole, kind of loved the attention. But he... Like sat me down and this felt like a fucking fucking exorcism. Where where this is me and Tim talking about goblins, ghouls, fucking phantoms, fucking vampires, werewolves, and like how he has like seen all of these things. So so 
because of that in that like moment i'm like maybe they are real but maybe <laughs> i'm a, just su super tell. super gullible but <laughs> but the the way i see, see them is it's kind of like god where because we can't see him we don't know right so yeah. so like you and meet those people that are the biggest atheists out there and then like god sends that them a message and next day they're going to church every monday tuesday wednesday every day so it's one of the, those things where our minds are so weird where i don't believe in paranormal activity but i also don't not you, believe you could, in it you could be you could be convinced <laughs> uh, see ya see ya all I need is a fucking goblin to come over and poke me while I'm sleeping and say, you should move all your Cardano over to ETH and I'll fucking change my religion immediately, man. Oh, holy shit. But because of that, and then you also meet people that they've got these like night terrors that they get all the time. The brain is weird. So... Maybe it maybe it is real, but maybe we just don't get it, right? Yeah, we don't have that special that special brainwave where we can see them, and uh, <laughs> instead we just have to listen to stories and hope. And hope that they are not real. Hope they're not real. <laughs> no, no fucking way that this is gonna happen to me. Till the day a goblin fucking <laughs> grabs me by by my toes, rips and beat me out of my bed. Uh, but like so it's so easy to say it's not real but then you also hear people say one time i woke up and my face was covered in blood things right. things like that which could also be a way of like seeking attention and all but i believe it i, I think there i think there's definitely things out there that i just haven't haven't been exposed to and i, I would, it yeah. would i think it would be it would be remiss to say that just to go out there and with a hard stance that none of this stuff is true yeah um, so I, I think that everyone should should keep their mind open if <laughs> that was a, con a question that they were considering for themselves uh if they believe they're not i think that uh it's, it's very limiting to have a hard stance on on things like that Part of me wishes paranormal activity is like an actual thing, a because a if a regular occurrence. <laughs> be um, yes, because if that is real, then 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 also with that magic would also be a real, and these ghosts would also be real. Which to me that would be so badass because we we do have electricity, but it's kind of limited to cords and batteries. But, but if paranormal activity is real, then knowing us as humans, we, we will find a way to harvest that energy, make it renewable, fucking <laughs> fuck these yeah. ghosts yeah, so hard over. Riding, riding the electrical bikes to keep the lights. Literally, on. man, literally, that, that, that's, that's like the, those robots that, that, to me, that would be like such a good invent that good investment if we made these robots cost like 200,000 but then you could like rent them out to people to like mow their lawn to it <laughs> to do all these things what if we had 
our own personal ghosts. My great 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 grandfather from a w- from the Civil War comes back and begins mowing my, my lawn. That'd be so cool. Incredible. I, I think yeah. I, I I agree that I think that also that if we if there was a, a stronger prevalence of them, then as bad as it could get, then it would be equally as good. There'd be on the, a spectrum of what way the paranormal activity could come. So you could be exposed to the awesome side on the good side too. Do do you think that that if we went to a war with ghosts, we'd be be able to win? <laughs> no, because every every time we lost somebody on our alive side, they would join their army. Not not exactly because I think with like because there, we, we 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 have technology right so. Uh, so, so if ghosts tur- turn out to be a real, then we'd find a way to turn them back into humans. <laughs> Fucking like Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Frankenstein way where we turn them back into humans. Then th- that would push us so much further because it's like people can't die. Pe- people just change bodies, which... After that big long war, which might be like thirty years, kind of like with World War Two, how that that ended up advancing our technology so far. Right. We are kind of at a time where, like, where do we go next? Maybe, maybe Cardano NFTs. But, I, think that's, I think that's the solution to the war is, is Cardano NFTs. <laughs> as long as people were buying more ape pictures and no, and, and no, no, buying more angel ba- babies, buying more angel babies. I think that would actually win us the war. Um, we would have the <laughs> angels battling for us on our side. Now that, that now that'd be some real Cardano <laughs> utility, though. Which, that's, which... That's, the real, that's the real utility. I'm gonna start using that as as uh, as the branding, as the marketing for the project. Like when the, when the when the ghost war comes in in 30, <laughs> in 30 years, you better have your angels ready. <laughs> you you either need your angels, which maybe like the medics, but you but the demons, those mm. those will be our soldiers because by. But by then we will be three hundred pounds, like right out of the Pixar movie, like right, floating around. Yeah, yeah. So so by then, like we we will need fucking these bots, these fucking <laughs> NFTs to fight our own wars because my my bags are packed i'm ready i have all the all the nfts i need <laughs> oh my god you you would be a fucking like warlord if that <laughs> was the case yeah. but uh, we kind of went what went went yeah, off on a, a tangent there a tangent. <laughs> but 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 that that to me is a good type of tangent like right, exactly. for a two-hour podcast where where, where you, you keep the t- topics going you and keep it I, entertaining i know what i need to prepare for and now like just in yeah. case the, the ghost war comes i need to i need to bake that utility into the metadata for the angels so people are safe well if paranormal activity is an actual thing there will definitely be a ghost war so please get get on that <laughs> i'll get on it 
Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> do do you like horror movies, Fett? I do. Yeah, I watch. You, you I do. Watch what is the best horror movie, and what is the worst? Um, what's the what's the? There's one. There's three parts to it, and I'm trying to remember the name of it right now. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm blanking on the name. If, if, like, it's like this old old lady. Um, this family moves into the the house, and there's like the dark. So so I'm gonna look it up. You said old lady. <laughs> Insidious and insidious. That's ah, like, yeah. that that is like one of the four ones I've seen, and I shit my pants during every yeah. every movie. Those those ones I really liked. Um, there's like there's another one that I thought was funny in a in a in a scary way, where it's this like it was like twelve people stuck in an elevator, and the the lights kept going out. Uh, I think that I think it's called Elevator, um, and. And every like the lights would go out, and and then one would be dead, and they were trying to figure out who the who the person was in the elevator. Um, I think it's called Devil. Devil, yeah. That so that that one was a good one. Um, that is a, like such a basic horror movie name, Devil. Yeah, it was. It's worth a watch though. It, it was like very interesting enough so that I like, yeah. I think I watched it twice. Um, uh, I don't really know the bad ones. I, I kind of put those out of my mind. So, so I've seen maybe five horror movies in my life because I don't see a reason to be, be on edge that much. Like, like, like I like it. I like pretending that I'm there and what I would do uh, to try to fix, like, to get out of the situation. And, and like, what what would you do if you were trapped in a elevator and people kept <laughs> dying? What what you do? You have to watch the movie first. I can't spoil it. Okay. <laughs> so so I can tell you what I'd do. I'd fucking like rip my face off. So and next time the lights turned back on, they just see me with no fucking face. They're like he's he's already screwed himself. We, yeah. <laughs> we can leave him. Yeah. No, no, not not even the the devil would come after me at, at that point. <laughs> they, they'd be scared. Like, they'd be scared of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I've seen the devil. I've yeah. seen the devil. I've seen the the angels, and I beat the <laughs> shit out of both of them. But but because I've seen like three movies in my life, probably Insidious would be the worst. I liked it. The, I liked it. A lot. The both of both the best and also the worst <laughs> because I'm because I've only seen three. Maybe maybe I've seen Annabelle, but I don't remember yeah. that that at all. Like at all, mostly because I blocked it out of my mind. It's that thing <laughs> where where if there's something that terrifies you, you do your best to just block it out. That that, that is me. It. That is me in every horror movie, every dinosaur movie. Yeah, I just blocked that shit out. Every dinosaur movie too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the Land Before Time. It was so... Dude, that that shit's te- terrifying. <laughs> See, seeing a dinosaur that's nice. Uh, it's so no. scary. Yeah. So scary. Jurassic Park. I watched when I was like five. That shit's also 
terrifying for a five-year-old. Even if it's like, because all of them are, but but it's terrifying as a five-year-old to go and see that dinosaurs aren't as nice as that they are in land over to time or <laughs> land above time yeah. or. but not, not a big horror fan what do you say that's your favorite genre of the movie no i don't think it's my favorite i i mean i, I appreciate the i guess the artistry of it i think it, it's it has its time when when it feels right to watch but i don't think it's like my it's not my go-to at all i, yeah. I watch it once every two years once every year once every few months not not regularly yeah. what is your favorite genre then um i like action i like uh i'm a big fan of like the old italian like gangster movies oh, I, shit. I, I those a lot. you you would look like the the type of guy that would be into those <laughs> hey yeah exactly I, I get together with my family at like at christmas and, and at thanksgiving and we watch like one of the old movies the ones that we've watched a hundred times so i, I yeah. like i like that a lot that's like me and my family with like comedies like we are we are all a bunch of big softies so <laughs> so because of that nobody in my family likes being being on edge so so maybe an adventure movie but that's kind of pushing it <laughs> like like as soon as as soon as somebody gets shot the <laughs> tears nice. begin pouring yeah, and then you then you block it out of your mind immediately. My my dad begins hiding it behind the couch. <laughs> Shit's terrifying. But with me, I prefer comedies. Not because I watch a bunch of movies, but because I don't don't watch a bunch of movies. Whenever I do, I like something simple, something that makes me laugh the the entire time and not something that's got me me on the edge because i'm and it, and it, rub, it, it rubs off too it it gives you uh content for when you're having your podcast then you yeah come up with jokes on the fly yeah that which we could also do with like horror movies because like i could talk about all the times i shat my pants <laughs> watching fucking insidious nine fucking bawling my eyes out like oh, why does everybody have to die but that's a, that, that's like with CNFT con like doing a shoey out of a Aussie so wetty shoe I, I did that because of the content right and and it also it also makes you immune to, to coronavirus I think if you're yeah. if, you subject, if you subject yourself to that to it to a Aussie's old so yeah it, it, it gives you immunity for future diseases have you ever like done and done anything like super dumb when you were super intoxicated but <laughs> yeah I'm sure I'm sure I have <laughs> do do you remember any of them or if you just blocked them out uh, I blocked them out I was too scared of what I did oh um, yeah 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 <laughs> So so many bar fights, so many yeah. dead dead people everywhere. Dead, dead, I see dead people everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Oh. 
But so going off of that, if you were in a horror movie, where would you hide? Um, I've heard of the like the zombie apocalypse. Like the best place to go is like a Costco. You like lock yourself in a Costco, so you have all the food and supplies and TVs that you could you could want. and but I don't know what I would do. I feel like I would go into like the mountains or something like that, and, and have experienced nature hundreds of miles away from anything, and hopefully get good at hunting, um, get good at foraging, and, and tap back into the hunter-gatherer roots of, of what we used to be. Set up a tent, uh, get good with a knife, and then a hatchet. I think that would be a lot, a lot more interesting of a story. Well, I've got my space suit, so I'm going to the goddamn moon, and no zombies on the moon, baby. <laughs> me, uh, me, and your boy Elon in my school <laughs> will make a family up on the moon. Yeah, he wants, he wants to have as many kids as possible, so you could you could be his new bride. Oh, I wish I could. Like that's that's why I'm growing it all out to to catfish Elon Musk. Elon. <laughs> yeah, which which isn't a bad idea because you surround yourself in very very smart people. So it's a like if anybody survived the zombie apocalypse, it'd probably be him. Right. Yeah. Because because right. there's kind of a level where like he would have the biggest bounty on his head. But I feel like he's so much smarter than every right, else is. Those are the most valuable brands to the to the zombies. So yeah, the bounty would be a lot stronger. Uh, oh than, shit! <laughs> they did than than the standard Cardano NFT collector. We would. <laughs> so, so 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 I feel like it'd be good to have Elon Musk on your team because as soon as the zombie ate his brain, then his zombies would take over the world. Though. Right, yeah, and especially if you're bearing his child, he would take really good yeah. care of <laughs> So if you were bearing Elon Musk's <laughs> child, what would you name him? Oh. Hmm. I don't know what I would name him. What was his last one, like X, X2Y2? I would, probably yeah. name, I would probably name mine Looks Rare or, um, <laughs> or OpenSea. Yeah. <laughs> May maybe name him KBHS. KBHS. <laughs> so what I ended up doing is having twelve kids, and I didn't name the first one AB, the second one CD, third one. <laughs> then that then just finish oh, the oh, alphabet. Why twelve? Wouldn't it be thirteen? Huh? Wouldn't it be 13? 13? I don't want to know it's the alphabet, man. <laughs> Wait, there's, there's... There's 26 letters. Why did I think that there's 24? <laughs> okay, am I dumb? I don't know. What, what's missing? A, a DM? See, but, but you also don't need a K. You don't need a fucking X. If you pull out DN, then you have 24 letters, and it'll be 12 kids. DN? Yeah, D's nuts. Ah! <laughs> that's, that's, that's fucking bad. That's fucking terrible. 
But going back to talking about a horror movie, so say you are locked in a mansion, meaning you can't go hide out in the wilderness for the rest of your days. Where do you hide for twenty four hours? In the in the mansion. Yeah. Um. Do I have internet access? No. I would probably hang out. Die. I'd probably just die. die. I mean, (laughs) if I didn't have internet access, what am I doing? (laughs) You you can't even buy Cardano NFTs for 24 hours. If I I can't buy Cardano NFTs for 24 hours, that's not a world that I want to be living in. Yeah, fair, fair. (laughs) So, basement makes sense. Basement makes sense, but that's also where all the, the terrifying shit goes on. Right, and so, you don't have na- you don't have natural light. If you if you wanted to get like a suntan while you were locked up, then you, <laughs> you'd have to go. I would probably do like uh, the 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 living room or something. The the they, they call suntan. It, they, call it the, they call it the living room for a reason, and we want to be living. But then maybe I might go to the dead room. Because right. and then and nobody will they go there. there. They wouldn't yeah, look. yeah. Everyone in there is dead, dead already. Why? Why isn't there a dead room? It's a, a massive, that, a massive wait, oversight by by the architects. Maybe that's the bed room because when you go to sleep, you kind of die for six uh, hours. <laughs> But, but like, maybe the attic then, because then I can get my tan on, so by the time he comes up, everything will be dark, and I'll be, like, super dark dark also. Yeah, you could do the attic because then you don't have, like, any access to, to food, you it wouldn't be comfortable, um, you'd, you'd probably only get to see, like, the, the shingles of the, of the top of your house. Um, See, it's, th- it's, like is... the, it's, the, it's the worst of everything. So I think that's a good, a good option. <laughs> what does that even mean? Are <laughs> are you being condescending to where I'll hide in a horror movie? No, yeah, no. It would, be, it, would be inc- it would also be inconvenient to get to. So I mean, it makes sense. Where where have people hid when they needed to hide? No, nobody ever hid in the living room like this. This might be a bit controversial, but let's go back to the 1940s. Nazi Germany, where did they hide? They did not hide in the fucking living room. They they, they hid in the basement or the attic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, now now I'd be hiding in plain sight. I wouldn't I wouldn't want to be. Uh... I would play. I would play uh, the secret detective. Yeah, I'd play dead. Uh-huh. <laughs> you'd, you'd, you'd be a dead angel, baby. It's squad. Oh gosh. My my thing is because I am in a mansion. There's got to be a ton of hidden like doors. Right. So there's there's got to be a door down to hell or like something that that goes down like thirty feet, maybe a bunker. Yeah. So maybe that, maybe. 
maybe what I'd do is that there'd probably be an inside pool, so I'd drain that pool, then I'd put a tarp over it, and then I'd fucking suffocate. <laughs> no, um, maybe not, could, not that. Could, or you could swim. I mean, it's probably a better time than, than draining an entire indoor pool. See, what, what I'd do is I'd drain it halfway. I'd yeah. drain it halfway. Then uh, that way I'd be, be up, but, but I wouldn't be doggy paddling. I'm, right. Because I'm, you could drain it and then put back fresh water so that you have a lot of drinking water. That's a good good idea. But where am I gonna get all that fresh water from? Uh, that's uh, that's a secret from the sink. <laughs> the uh, the uh, the sink that's that's attached to uh, the indoor pool. Ah. Not, now I see. That is like something that could be a useful for like two things to have a sink attached to an indoor pool. Maybe a shower. So so you can shower when you are in the pool. While you're in it, yeah. Yeah, get it, get it, get all that chlorine, all that dog shit off of you. Yeah. <laughs> All that dog shit that you had. On yeah, me. <laughs> maybe it's because I live in Texas. Like we should just have dog shit everywhere. But <laughs> dog shit, cow shit, people shit. We. Um. Where else? I feel like it's such a cliche to hide in the shower. Right. So all, all the all the scary movies have somebody in the shower. Yeah. So maybe like hiding up high in a cabinet. Like you, you and I are big guys, so that that'd be terrible. But yeah, I mean, I'm trying to weigh the the convenience idea of it too, and I feel like getting into a cabinet that's that high up and and staying there for 24 hours seems like something I don't want to do. So uh, would you rather die than? be alive in a cabinet for 24 hours well yeah that was already established because i couldn't <laughs> buy any cardano nfts for the 24 ah. hours. <laughs> there's there's been like months where i didn't buy any nfts but that's because the other months i'd buy like 255 <laughs> so Get it out, of your, out of your system yeah well, kind of need to i think my longest streak is like a week a week? Yeah. What is your biggest bag? Space buns. Which is? Tell me. How, like how many? Yeah. I have 50 of them. 50 of them? That's a small bag. <laughs> Two and... I need to step it up. Yeah. Get on my level. I own fucking 90 of these dudes. Wow. Of oh, the universes? Yeah, yeah I have a, I have a lot of them too. I think I have like one, one forty or one fifty. Yeah, that that. To be fair, that is also a big bag. So, <laughs> just just give it a couple more months and it'll be at that's, the same. That's that's a collection that I don't that I think hasn't gotten the love that it deserves. I think they're an awesome team. I think they're putting in a lot of work and and I think yeah. like, that's something that I'm just holding. 
um, and I know that down the line it's going to go up. Uh, I think that they're really converting. Uh, there's liquidity still. If I listed an, uh, one of their NFTs now, I would, I'm sure it would sell within a few hours, um, and that's something that you can't really say about a lot of other collections. By me. <laughs> By me. My my thing with them is they've they they haven't gone on hiatus, but because there's not been a huge mutation since that they drop, people are like, oh, are they f- fucking doing anything? But go the the, the floor for them's like seventy, so really? it's not bad because it yeah. pumped up. I've I mean, got to look it up. Mint price, mint price was 42. So, I mean. Yeah, it's not doing bad, but but I could talk about this pro- project all day. Huh? 67 floors. So, like, three weeks back, it was at, like, 40. So, yeah. it's, I mean, it's I, I think good, it, but... I think it's, yeah, people are seeing that they, they've been putting in the work. It's a, it's a collection that deserves deserves the love and i mean for people who minted a year and a year ago um they're up 50 percent on their ada so i mean me too yeah. not me dude <laughs> so so many of them i bought for fucking like 300 to 200 500 <laughs> like like i'll send you my newest guy which i love i'll post post it up there but he's a guy i bought for 400 Going back like maybe last week, two weeks ago, like I said, I don't buy buy NFTs ever because I don't believe NFTs will, will ever do anything. But oh, I mean, if you're if you want to get prepared for the the ghost war, that's dude. Coming. This this guy would fuck up a ghost. Check your t- Twitter fed. This guy would fucking beat the shit out of a ghost. Yeah, that's fire. I mean, and, he, he looks a little distracted with the phone, but... Um, see, that's that's because he is piloting fucking missiles towards yeah. zombies, so yeah. it makes sense. But but you, you where where would you hide in the fucking living room? <laughs> Give me a goddamn answer, Fett. The people deserve to know. I, I would hide in the, the pantry. Like, like the, I, I want access to snacks uh, for the entire 24 hours, and I could pretend they're I could pretend that they're they're veggie mates and and junkies and and that they're NFTs. True. Would you go up top, like top of the pantry, like like I'm thinking it's a pantry you can walk into. Because yeah, it is and, a mansion, so so maybe and, and there's a pantry, pantry. Yeah, inside the pantry where the dad like keeps keeps all his hookers. He uh, keeps keeps all his billions, so the wife right. doesn't and and, mind. and the lazy boy chair that everyone has in their pantry. <laughs> uh, so that and I would probably hop, probably hop on. I would go on hookers. top. I have hookers. <laughs> lazy boy. Lazy boy. Drugs. Everything. Uh, money? money so if yeah. so, so if you survive you'll yeah. be able to buy even I mean, 50 I'm in there. more butts i'm in there for 24 hours so i probably i'd probably like go in one corner for a little bit then go on top for another hour or two and then go down into the lazy boy for a few hours but then you'd be making so much fucking noise though like there's there's a bad person in here 
That 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 wants some pasta. Could I could I lock the could I lock it from the the obvious uh, every pantry has the a, a lock from the inside. Um, so would... Which which type of lock? Like, would it be a one of those like super well, I'm imagining, tactical? I'm imagining, I'm imagining it's like a bank vault that I'm in, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I clo- I close it up. It has air conditioning and 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 snacks um, and hookers. Yeah, and a backup generator. Um, yeah, fair. That's, that's what I'm just assuming every mansion's pantry looks like. Does doesn't every pantry have that? But right, we, yeah. that's, what, that's where I would go. It has the indoor pool fair, fair. that I already drained and filled it with water. <laughs> you are taking mine now. <laughs> you well, then, uh, then I'd. I have that all included in my pantry, so I mean, ah, you were very, you were very, you were very limiting. Then, then you could shower in the pool and wash your hands. Your hands off, yeah, after you eat all the yeah. snacks. <laughs> okay, so let's move on. <laughs> so the the most informative you, YouTube interview. <laughs> uh, this is. This is not hey, educational. This is the way you survive. No, this, is, this, is, this is educational. This is this is this 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 episode is uh, apparently you on how to survive the impending ghost war. You are really going to like this next question because it is Halloween. You have to get away with a murder. How do you do it? How long would you get away with it? Um, I mean, from my drunken nights that that we've uh, we talked about the bar fights, I, I think I would get along, away with it for pretty long. Um, but I, <laughs> this, uh, this is such a chaotic episode. I fucking love it, man. Go on. Um, Tell us. So what? So what, what? The method I do it, and yeah, and, um, how how have you done it these past <laughs> dozen years, and yeah. how have you gotten away with murder these <laughs> dozens of years? And can I? I need to hear wait before I say this. So the way that I've murdered people in the past, <laughs> just so they don't record me saying it. Um, don't don't worry. We don't have the camera turned on. Oh, good. Thank thank goodness. Um, how would I do it? Uh, I'd probably get get them addicted to to buying Cardano NFTs. Um, then eventually, when the token goes down to like one or two pennies, they would realize how much money they've lost in Cardano NFTs. Um, yeah, and I guess that that's the that's the route. Would that. would it be kind of like people that get addicted to drugs, where they yeah, they yeah. begin where you like, where taking? You it's like lays. You once you pop, you you can't stop. Or is it? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Once you pop, you can't stop buying Cardano NFTs. But then they begin taking money from there. Their very wealthy parents, their their family, their lovers. So so everybody leaves them. Then yeah, and you... most, of, most of us aren't blessed to, to be uh, Elon Musk's uh, child bearer, so we don't have those endless uh, those pockets to 
<laughs> to keep tapping into you you just gotta put on a space suit and he is fully torqued. <laughs> but that's not a terrible idea because and then you'd be like, oh buddy, I'm so sorry. Let me take you on vacation, and then you drive him to the middle of fucking South Dakota. Right. You fucking murder him. Nobody cares about him because he's a fucking loser that buys Cardano NFTs. But then I would need to get this the seed phrase before that happens. Yeah, you'd yeah. you'd you'd say, "So I'll let you live if you give me the seed phrase." Then yeah, then, then he I'd gives to, you. I have to like, behind my back. I need to be crossing my fingers. Yeah. yeah. Because you don't, yeah. you, don't to, you don't want to be lying to them. Be, because in, then he might feel bad and th th then he might fud Angel. Maybe it's... Right, it's yeah. yeah. We, yeah. we can't yeah. have that. Yeah. No and no fun. So, so I've got a real answer because I've thought about, about this before. Because there are some mean people fudding all my favorite projects. So something I do to them... Is, is I'd murder them, but then then I'd feed them to pigs. Be because pigs eat every part of them, and pigs eat everything. So so first first I didn't need to sell my my butt over there for for a couple thousand ADA, and then I'd go and buy a farmhouse with that couple thousand ADA. Then I'd buy buy a gaggle of pigs. Then I'd murder this fucking butter. And is that, then is that what it's called a gaggle of pigs? Yeah, is no, it called a gaggle know, of pigs? I know, I know ducks. There's a it's a gaggle of ducks. What's a group of a group of pigs called? So it's called a drift or a drove, but I kind of prefer gaggle. Hey, get a drove of pigs. A whole drove. That is the most like fucking English way of saying it. Like that's the English way we say gaggle over in America. Yeah, it's a cool way to say it. But then, then I'd feed them to the pigs. Hey, another good way is to like wrap them up in like fencing, like super tight. So it just like breaks up their body and then toss them in a lake or something, but yeah. that that is also hard because then you have to toss them in a lake. Which I mean, I buy Cardano NFTs. Yeah, you don't. The have that one. the the only shit I toss is a couple thousand data into the newest rug, <laughs> but. Mm -hmm. I mean, with the pigs, then you could you could go full circle and and have have bacon for breakfast, and then once you're done with the bacon, then there's no there's no uh, remains. Bacon for breakfast. Ba bacon for breakfast. Fucking pork chops for lunch. Yeah. Fucking pig toes or whatever you do with pigs for dinner. Yeah, pick pickle pigs <laughs> Pickled pig's feet. Yeah. That is that that is the sign of a serial killer. If he eats fucking pickled pig's feet, 
Yeah, if he buys Cardano NFTs, he's probably a murder. Murder. But then, uh, then, then how long would I get away with it? After doing that, I'd probably sell the farmhouse because there's no remains there. So I'd probably get away with it f forever. Yeah. It's obviously. not that hard. I mean, Fedicini is doing good. He just had to change his name to his like favorite pasta dish. Like, and nobody will ever find him. Exactly. Um, yeah. I'm hidden. <laughs> I'm hidden in plain sight, like in, like in my living room. Yeah. Which I'm not sure that that would work. So, pantry. Pan <laughs> it's a pantry. Pan it's, a, it's a close second. Yeah. The bank vault, <laughs> bank vault pantry. Yeah. So, so... How long has it been since you um, murdered that person? Oh, that um... <laughs> you, 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 you don't have to answer that. Yeah, I, I plead the fifth. <laughs> okay. So, so our next question is, what is the best Halloween costume that you have ever worn? Um... I don't know what the best one. I I know when I was like a kid, then I would do like a bunch of crazy costumes. Um, recently, I did the you know that that all denim outfit that Justin Timberlake uh, wore. So I'll pull it up. Yeah, it's like Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears in all in all in all uh, denim. So, so I'm sure. <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> so. So, so I'm sure you looked fantastic. Yeah, that was, that, was, that was what I did. I dressed up as you... Britney Spears. <laughs> Are you being serious? No, I'm kidding. I did Justin Timberlake. You, you, you kind of look like JT. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I go for. Yeah. So have you, you ever been in a pop band? No, I wish. Well, I mean, we could be getting a pop band. <laughs> you, me, Big T. Who else would be in your pop band? Um, I, I heard that uh, CJ Cardano Jer. He's been making music recently. We could have him. He looks like he'd be in a pop band. Yeah, that'd be a good career. Kind of would be him because like CJ would be the pretty boy, yeah. fucking big T would be the fucking nerd that yeah. like ladies love. And then you you'd be you'd be the the groupie, um, and yeah, then, yeah, and I would be the the drummer, frontman. Front you'd you'd be right in the center yeah. and. In front of the lead singers, and in front of everybody, just, just like drumming. Yeah, it's fun, yeah. Because everybody loves Fettuccini, and nobody loves a guy that can sing. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the most important part is is showing the people named after pastas instead of the singer. Yeah. Yeah. Some so something I'm learning is that. When whenever I go on a date to an Italian restaurant, they the, the females always order fettuccine. 
<laughs> so it's so it's a, like is that is that why you picked your name because females just kept on ordering you or <laughs> do, do you do you think of me every time you hear that kind of do like <laughs> like she, she she says fettuccine and uh, then but I'm, like, I'm right here you are everywhere to no, me. No, that's, that's what you that's what you say to them. I'm right here. Why are you talking about fettuccine? Ah, that's that that's what you say. That's that's what I say. Yeah. Mm, but it's, I mean, it's a, good name. it's a good name because anytime somebody is like in a grocery store, they're they're reminded of me every time they're in on a date with a woman. And <laughs> they, uh, they, then, they then, my mind it goes blank immediately after because I'm just like thinking about all that that those moments I saw you and how dreamy you looked and your black okay. angel baby hit hat and then uh, you, your black blazer I'm like oh my god yeah. I miss that boy yeah it's like it's like it's a constant reminder of of me and that's that's what I like about the name and also a constant reminder to everybody that this is the man you should you should do your best to be right yeah i mean yeah. It's, it's a great type of pasta it's thin um <laughs> it's filling it it holds it like it's it clings to the sauce well yeah um, my my favorite part of fettuccine is the richness of the sauce <laughs> which which kind it of fits the personality of you there is so much richness in you that yeah. that that simply being in your presence blows my mind makes me so excited for the rest of my day yeah that's that's how i feel when i look in the mirror <laughs> what what topic are we fucking talking about <laughs> what is he the best oh Halloween there's gonna, there's gonna be so many, so many clips. There's gonna be so many clips of this video taken out of context. <laughs> this is this is gonna be Big T's dream because uh, he's trying to do his best to make like thirty TikToks per week. So so this entire episode's just gonna be a goddamn TikTok. Let's go, man. Like we 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 talked about business for thirty minutes, and then we're like, and then, and then we talked about the the ghost war for the and and pasta for the the remaining hour. But that's <laughs> that's a good fucking episode, though. But yeah. we we aren't done yet. So my best Halloween costume I've ever had was. Back when I was a little baby man, my parents, they they saw me as this, like, plump fatty, which, to be fair, <laughs> I am not that shitty anymore. But back then, because I was so juicy, because I was so plump, because I was a plump angel baby, my parents made me the Pillsbury Doughboy. Uh, so, cute. so so they gave me a white face. They they made me look all cute and shit. G gave that, me a big chef's hat. So I don't think it is. Yeah. So so it's like, can black people do blackface? I think they can. Yeah. Because because it's kind of like like 
that's why we can't say the n-word because we were mean with the n-word so we don't get that privilege anymore right yeah but that's another reason why we can't do blackface because we were mean with the blackface so we can't do it to do it anymore but <laughs> but do it anymore but i think we're ever allowed to do it but have we ever been mean with whiteface to each other? Have you ever been offended by somebody wearing a white ghost Leah appearance? No. I, I mean, maybe it just reminds me that I need to get outside and get some sun. <laughs> Every uh, time I look in the mirror, yeah, my like, face looks so fucking pale currently. This that's why, that's why I'm, wearing, I'm wearing white just to make it look like I'm a little bit more tan. See, see, I'm wearing orange, so it shows how fucking pale I am. <laughs> like, I'm ten shades lighter than this fucking orange, and uh, there's only nine other shades. We're at, we're actually the same shade right now. It's just, it's like that, that, that image where it's like the gray and the black, and in the middle it's the same color. Um, we, we, we kind of are, though. You don't notice until, you don't notice until, like, you cover up the, the middle line. If you hold your hand over the screen... Yeah. Uh, then you'll see it's actually the same color. We, you also went to Colorado, where you did nothing but tan the entire time. So that's that's not fair. Meanwhile, in Texas, it's like fucking thirty-two degrees out. I'm wearing yeah. this every where I go to get, get in the 32, Halloween 32 mood. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we we use Celsius over in Texas, over in this household yeah. makes it very very <laughs> difficult to live over here. But yeah, but being a Pillsbury Doughboy and rocking that white face felt so good. Oh, but then I've got something bad. So so one year I dressed up as a, a dog. Not just any dog, but Scooby-Doo. So, so I had big dog ears. I had a big dog tail. I had a big black nose. But, but I ended up like be. First off, this was high school, so I was a fucking idiot. But, but I ended up getting getting like brown paint, and I ended up painting. I'm filming, I'm filming this. <laughs> I mean, so am I, man. So, <laughs> so I ended up like. Painting my face like brown because I n knew I was a dog because I mm. also had a big, a big black nose, big dog ears. Yeah. I, I had a big dog tail. But that entire night, every white person there said, "Dude, you are so racist! Oh my God, you're so <laughs> racist!" But then every black person, every African American person, that they didn't mind it at all. Right. So 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 so. So I was so confused by that. They just thought you were crazy. This, this is me coming out as a crazy person. <laughs> if, if you guys didn't know, I'm fucking insane. But but during this time, that that was because I knew I was a dog. But <laughs> no, nobody else saw my big floppy dog ears, my big floppy dog tail. Right, you, but, left those, you left those at home before the party. Yeah, yeah. So I also didn't wear a shirt or pants. So 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 I just went there, butt naked. I mean, and dogs, dogs don't wear dogs don't wear clothes, right? 
Dogs don't. But sometimes they do. And when they do, it's fucking adorable. Fat, do you have any pets? Uh, my family does. I don't, I don't personally have any pets. I had a snake for a while. You look like you'd be a cat guy. I am a cat guy. See? Want to know what? how I know that? Yeah, what about me? It rings, rings that bell. You've, you've got a very calm demeanor, but your humor also reminds me me a bit of a cat's. Like your very saliva remarks, your very sarcastic answers, your your very backwards ways of saying things. That is the way a cat would 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 talk if it was on my, my would, podcast. If a, cat, if a cat were to joke, it would be similar to. <laughs> yeah, is that is that a, due to preconceived notions about cats the way you think that they would talk? Yeah. Dude, dude, I've met so many cats before, and all of them talk a lot like that. Right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we we need more cat NFTs on Cardano. Yeah. What do we have? We have uh, we have B E C R C. Right. Um. What What else? What else is there? There's, going on. We have the cats. We have the cat space buns. Um. We have. A lot of like cat years. We have Party Cat Society. We have. We do. Uh, Makosi is that a cat? Yes, yes. Maybe we've got eaten enough cats. Yeah. What is the type of animal you'd love to see a NFT of? Um. Like if I were to drop a, another project. Yes. Um. I don't know what I would what I would do. I, I feel like I, I want to get out of that that the animal meta. What's one that hasn't been used? Maybe like camels has that been used? Yes, it has, and that was the first NFT I ever bought. Really? Yeah, C camel. 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 Camel club, baby. Seven floor, seven floor. Let's fucking koalas, go. Koalas, kangaroos. Have they been used? Have you you have you, you ever heard of a capybara? Yeah. Those boys are fucking adorable. Yeah. Also, zoomers love capybaras. So, yeah. so so I'm tired of the entirety of the, the Cardano community being. A, being a average of 57 years old, bald, 10 kids, let's bring some Zoomer blood. We need some more new blood like me to lifen up all these fucking boomers in here. Yeah. Capybara. What would, what would the name be? Capybara Club. Board Ape Capybara Club. <laughs> so it's both... Apes. Because, apes. Because you can't hit the moon if you, if you don't have an ape in the, in the project. You can. What's that new duck project that reads set symbols? Lunatics. Apes. Lunatics. What's their floor at? Wait, 170, 180. Which? They're not a monkey, even though they look like a fucking monkey. <laughs> That's why. It was so... It was close enough. 
That's not me butting it because I didn't say anything bad, but I did say they do resemble a project I've heard of called Board Ape Yacht Club. So, but my my quote unquote racist Halloween costume was a Scooby Doo. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I'm glad Fedachinio proves. Holy shit. Okay, we've got one more question. So, what is the best thing that you, your parents have ever told you or ever done for you, Fedachini? Um, The best thing that they've done for me. I mean, they gave me life. Yeah. They, put, they put a roof over my head and food on the table. Uh, they gave me a drive uh, to, to fight, to build what I can build. I, I, my family is very entrepreneurial. I think my, like my dad, my brothers, my aunts and uncles, my grandparents uh, on both sides are all, all entrepreneurs. So uh, I was never siloed into a professional work career. Um, I was kind of given the freedom to do to do what I wanted to do and create what I wanted to create. And I, I started multiple businesses. I've learned, I worked my way up through companies on the marketing side, just giving creative solutions to build these uh, these brands from from zero to a hundred and, and thousands of employees and whatever it may be. Um, so giving given that freedom was was a major major blessing. Yeah. Um, and and that's given me. I mean, that's given me my drive and, and my competitiveness today, and why you see me every day on Twitter and on Discord and uh, so public and and uh, proud about what I'm working on and what I what I'm building in this in this community. And that's why I'm so excited about it because I know that I have the full backing of not only my, myself but my family, and my friends, and I and I know what I'm what I'm building. And you. Mine kind of resembles that, but my parents have never been in that that entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial. Say it. Entrepreneurial. Entrepreneurial. Entrepreneurial bread, but yes. be <laughs> kind entrepreneurial. <laughs> but my parents have always been very entrepreneurial, but. <laughs> With with that, they saw me back in a university, a bit very lost, very sad. Yeah, and the best thing they that they ever told me was to drop out. Be because I feel like most parents in that same place would just push their kids to keep on going, keep on going, so they could be the best employee ever. But then, then when you go down your own path and you are forced to either sink or swim, then you are much better off in finding a new drive, finding a new reason to get up in the morning that's not doing the same banking job for 30, 40, 50 years. Right. So, we're in a new age. I mean, we don't need to be working in industrial jobs if we don't want to be. Yeah. There's insane amounts of opportunity um, and insane amounts of industries growing every day, new fields that have never even existed two years ago, one year ago, um, yeah. and, and being limited to 
I mean, we're, we're not in the coal mines anymore. Uh, we're not 16, six years old going out into, into hard labor. Um, but we, and, and that's given us the freedom to kind of explore what we want to, even if it's just like a side hustle, like you have your job nine to five, and then at night you can explore and watch YouTube and learn whatever you, you can about whatever industry you're, you're interested in and, and grow from there. And I, I think that this is an incredible time in our world to, to be able to do that. Do, do your parents like what you are doing or are they like, uh, crypto, it's a scam? No, they, they, I, I've, I've been in crypto since 2015. So I like, I tell, I, they knew, they know about it. I've always like, I've told them to like dollar cost average into, into Bitcoin and Ethereum since, since then. Yeah. Uh, so they understand it more so than most people their age. Um, and they think it's, it's exciting. They see how passionate I am about yeah. the space and, and how, how much I care about it. And like, I think it would be, I think they just see that and then they, they respect it and they understand that this is something bigger than just one, one person. Yeah. That's kind of a, where my parents are at too, because I got in like during the, the very beginning of the last bull market. So um, my parents like saw, saw it go up and up and up and they're like, my son's so smart. Look at what he's doing. But then when it all dropped, my parents were like, son, what are you doing? And because I live with them, I get to hear their lovely and nagging all the time, which is fine. But with that, like the the way that they've let me keep on doing what I'm doing with the podcast, with Twitch, which in both of those ways, I'm growing growing audiences in right. two very and, different and what, places and what you're doing now it will pay dividends when the next yeah. bull market comes you're, you're setting your, your community up you're building this brand that you you and uh, you guys are working together and and creating and the people that are consistently putting in the effort and and building their communities or building their projects or building whatever yeah. it may be during this time are going to see the serious, serious rewards yeah. that, that the next time the, the new collectors come in uh, will create. Makes me feel super good that the the biggest Cardano YouTubers, they are getting the same amount of views per, right. per episode, which makes me very, very happy. Man, but it means, it means you're the biggest Cardano YouTuber. Let's fucking go. My goal is to be the most professional Cardano YouTuber, which if you, 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 you shall have listened to this podcast. A long way to go. <laughs> <laughs> no, my th thing is, is all of them are so like, this is what the graphs are doing. Nobody learns the personality of a Fettuccine or Viva or Fart or fucking job or max or kind of sister so my job is bringing a personality to these people which then in return brings a personality to the community so that's kind of what i'm doing which means i'm not gonna blow up as fast but i'm gonna blow up in a safer way i, 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 love, it. I love the approach it's different it's not like i mean people approach creating YouTube videos the same way every time and people create yeah. approach creating projects the same way every time. And it's the people 
that take these different approaches um, that are willing to kind of break the barriers and, and take a risk and create something different that 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 changed the game and and whether it's yeah, whether it's you wearing uh, a dog mask or it's um, or a fucking or, space suit because we're going to the goddamn moon <laughs> but whoever whoever they choose to and however they choose to do it those are the people that i i like to be behind and, and i like to support um, thank you so, I, so I, much I support, I support you fully and i'm excited Thanks, to see the, the growth of that of your youtube you channel too, dude. me too it's fucking terrifying because you uh, post an episode and you're like oh my god it's going so fast and then nobody watches it for like 25 hours and it's like we got five views let's go but 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 it's such a good comfort in this community that is currently filled with toxic bullshit where people are calling shit out and maybe it's not as bad anymore because the cnft markets are doing better but there's so much bullshit being tossed where it's like we need something to sit down and talk about the ghost wars for right, for yeah, 20 uh, yeah. minutes. People are, people are too, too attached. I mean, this space is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be collectibles. It's supposed to be enjoyable and where you talk with the community and like what you like and what you don't like about collecting. I mean, you don't see people in the, in the baseball card industry screaming at each other because this this player didn't perform so well and i think that that's a, a mind uh something in their minds that they have to change yeah uh, it's not my bags against yours it's all of us collectively trying to push the space forward and, and if we change that if we change that perception uh then uh, people will have a lot better of a time in the space and i think that that's like a, that's something that i i appreciate about the way that i view the space that i i view it in a very positive way and i think that a lot of people approach um, approach Twitter and approach Discord in, in a cynical view uh, every day, and, and it's such a destructive way to view yeah. the space. And not only not only that, it, it rubs off on other people, and it rubs off on projects, and and that's that's the real destruction. And and I think that if everybody kind of had that mental shift, then yeah. we could we could all get get to where we want to go. Yeah, a big reason why I don't care about making money in this any more is because I've kind of like seeing the way that's like trended and gone where I'm like people that that are searching to make $20 here and now those that those are the same people talking shit like blowing up on yeah. people I mean, if, when if they I wanted, say if I wanted my if I wanted my collection to go up in value like one of the collections that I bought into um, by saying on Twitter why isn't this floor price higher than it is right now? That's not yeah. going to accomplish what you want it to be done. No. But if you don't think about the price and you're just like, this is such a awesome community. I love it so much. The yeah. founders are awesome. This is so cool. Like everything. And you tweet that, that's going to accomplish what you intended to, to, yeah. to accomplish with your negative tweet. Yeah. My, my tweets these days, like don't even talk about NFTs. It's about like, Hitting a Costco wieners in public and shit. Yeah, like and, and you're you're building your own brand. <laughs> well, what a weird fucking brand to be building. Like, not not saying that there's anything wrong with that, but <laughs> but um, but eating Costco wieners in public, guys. Really? It's a good like, deal. You know that Costco, Costco loses money on them just to get people on the door. They so a big T. 
and I think Java were going off on me because I said I changed my diet from quesadillas to to going to Costco every day and f fucking Jub fucking Jub and fucking Big T fucking went, went, went off on me saying how dumb I am for that and I'm like fuck y'all yeah they're, they're just makes no, no sense that that's me using this system yeah it's, it's jealousy in the, in the way that they're, <laughs> they're upset that they can't do it they they could, but they are worried about what other people might think when when uh, they're just deep yeah, you, you, throating you, seven hot dogs and yeah you've public? ascended you've ascended you're you're past the the yeah rows of of public judgment. I don't care anymore. That's that that's why I go yeah, live on Twitch. So that's jealousy. They don't. <laughs> yeah. People wish they talked like me, so that's why they come in my Twitch chat and say, Haha, he's faking it. Bitch, maybe I am. What, faking the hot dogs? No, I'm faking my uh, speech impediment. Oh, because be, be, because be I a, am. That would be a commitment. <laughs> don't, don't, please don't, but me, man. I won't, I won't. I'm, I'm, I've I'm, built it up already, so, so hard. The, I've already drafted the tweet. Stutter boy, let it slip for 30 seconds. He didn't stutter once. I think he's lying about the entire thing. Fair. Fair. Because I did. <laughs> that's that, That's like during the second episode, I went in and I edited out like half of my stutters. So I sounded like a fucking robot the entire time. Made no sense. So, so after that, I'm like... This doesn't need to be a seven-hour process. Like, let me right. just go in, record with Fettuccini, talk about the ghost wars, tell the people what they need to hear, then right. let me get off and then edit it for maybe an hour, then upload it because it's so you get, easy. You get, off, you get off on every episode? Huh? You get off on every episode? Yeah. So I go back and I watch it in public as as I'm meeting Costco hot dogs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I get off on movie. every episode. Yeah. My my ego is like kind of big, but that's because I need it to be big. Because if you have a small ego and you don't think you are worth it, then you'll never be worth it. So right. there needs to be yeah, a middle convince, ground with you need that. To convince yourself first. It's like they say, like, yeah. how, how can you love anybody else before you love yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Fettuccine, do you love your, yourself? I'm a, I'm a lover. I love everybody. Going to CNFTCon, I thought you'd have the biggest fucking ego. Don't, don't. Did I prove you wrong? Or? Yes, yes, definitely. That's why I'm having you on my podcast. And oh, thank you. Not yeah. big, big T anymore. Yeah, I, I mean, I I play it up on on Twitter. Uh, I think just because I think it's it's like a, a look people like to have for the the project founders, like oh this big bigger than life person. But I mean, in in real life, I'm, I'm just a normal yeah. person with, with a stronger than normal drive. Yeah, you and I both. Do it. Do you ever get distracted, like 
with like YouTube videos, TikToks, things like that? And if so, how do you you go against that? Uh, I don't think I get I, I don't get distracted that much. Um, I, I think I have too many things going on Damn in it. a day to, to, to not to, to distract myself with it. Sometimes I've gotten back into Candy Crush recently. Um, <laughs> Because I like the I like the dopamine of, of completing a level, um, but aside from that, not not much. I think I I've got too much too many things to be focusing on that to allow myself to go down that that tw- TikTok rabbit hole. What I need to do is like maybe add a, another thing to do that. Be because currently I do do the podcast i go live on twitch and then i also fiat farm and i drive uber which they they all kind of intermingle there because i can tell all investing in your 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 personality because like you you become a great person conversationalist through uber and through your fiat mining um, and it allows you to just keep keep that flowing when when you're on the podcast. There, there is no way I could have kept up with you during this podcast if if I hadn't been driving Uber for a year. <laughs> like like I feel if Big T was on the podcast, he'd be, be like, "What the fuck is going on? How do I keep up? We are talking about 15 topics that we didn't even add." What the fuck is going on? But I feel, feel like this was a fantastic episode, Bet. I agree. Thank you. Thank you for for hosting this. Dude, I loved having you. Next time we have you on, we'll have Big T. And awesome. it'll be be a whole ass party. We'll get a whole gaggle of cool Cardano kids to yeah, we'll, drop by. We'll, we'll all get off. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> and by getting off, we are talking about our dopamine receptors. Right, right, right. Yeah, nothing else. Nothing else. We're not talking about so, Elon Musk. So, so, so on that note, guys, we do appreciate you dropping by and watching this entire episode. It was very, very chaotic, but very, very enjoyable. Next week, we should have Big T back, but if not, it'll be like this episode where it's super chaotic, but super enjoyable. Bet, so is there anything that you'd like to plug? Yeah, uh, we have about 20 days left of Minting Angels before we cut that off. Uh, the last the one year of minting uh it's coming up so that's that's exciting so get your angels while you can be ready for demon hit squad so we, we're an entire native cardano team and demon hit squad will be the first time that we could actually show that and show that the capabilities of our team we have three different development teams working on it i've got a ton of people uh working on incredible things for that project so just be ready with your your whitelist tokens and how much is the uh, mint so that's it's going to be 166.6 ADA or about $60. Uh, I think less now, $50 if ADA keeps going down um, to, to mint that. But you also need the whitelist token to burn it. And that you get for free from minting an angel or you could buy it off of secondary. I think it's like 70 ADA on secondary. Post this podcast, I'm going to go over and mint a couple. So. Awesome. I appreciate that. Perfect, perfect, man. Well, Lenny Wayfet was super nice 
meeting the UA Ganon, talking to Yua about the fucking ghost wars, about these dope ass pantries, about fucking everything, and man. Yeah, and I'm, glad, I'm glad you're gonna have your angels to protect you in the ghost war. Dude, I'm gonna need them. Like, I'm gonna get them with launchers, fucking snipers, fucking everything. But, if, but for the, those people that watched this entire episode, make sure to go drop a like. Maybe go sub down below. And we will see you on the next episode of the Degen Report. Bye, guys.